Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. It's that time of the week and that time of the month. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch uh, for the first time in 2022. Brian, good morning to you. Kathy, good morning to you and a happy new year and all the very best to you and our listeners. And I hope you will. Brian, you know that we have absolutely messed up our budgets after the December break. All the lessons you told uh, you you gave us during the year flew out of the window, uh, probably by the 16th, and now we're back at your door, uh, needing to find out how we can try and regain our lives again. Yeah, Kathy, let me just give you just a little brief. I was coming in actually the last week of, of November uh, for the first time, and you weren't there. You were away, so I, I delayed it. I am coming back to the studio on the 31st of January. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see you, and I'm looking forward again to be in the studio. Just want you to know that. But let's talk about being financially organized, because organized people are probably able to provide details regarding what their expenses are off the top of their heads, particularly about their pension plans and savings accounts. The financially disorganized would, however, probably have some difficulty calculating even basic expenses, such as their weekly grocery bill, and will more likely not be baffled if you ask them anything. But as I said at the end of last year, interest rates are moving up in South Africa, and interest rates are moving up globally. They're anticipating interest rates to move up three or four increases in the United States of America, and we're anticipating interest rates in South Africa possibly to move up by one, one and a quarter percent over the next 12 to 15 months. That's going to put an enormous amount of stress on consumers because all working South Africans, well, 99.9% of working South Africans have debt. And whilst that debt cost has been low over the last three years, and certainly while interest rates have been low, so when you balance your budget, you have high inflation on costs like uh, electricity and travel and food and school fees and all those things, your debt cost hasn't gone up. And with all South Africans having debt, a bond, or as well as motor finance, if interest rates going to start moving up, that debt cost is going to escalate. Now, that debt escalates, and you are not financially organized. You are going to have less, less in your pockets to spend. When with inflation on food and electricity, you're going to need more. So the first aspect about becoming financially uh, organized is you need to know what your monthly and annual expenses are. And although this may sound strange, how much money you have in the bank? Because so many people who consult me have no idea how much they have in their bank accounts. Uh, these are not the only factors you need to consider, because being acquainted with your savings and retirement plans, insurance, tax, all those things are important. And the details I have are still not enough. It's just as important to understand precisely how these different aspects of your financial correlate with each other. Mm. Planning ahead is essential. And also what your plans are to spend. You should always have a backup plan. You know, a few expenses such as a new car or house renovation. You need to plan for things over the years. So in general, living within your means is absolutely critical. You've got to know what your budgets are. Then you've got to manage your exposure to credit because if interest rates go move up, you know, we're having interest, uh, petrols come down last month for two reasons. The RAND strengthened and the oil price weakened. Well, 
the oil price has now moved up, and if the rand weakens again, we will find higher petrol prices. So you need, and you also need to manage your exposure to credit. Don't start taking on more credits. If you don't need a new car, don't buy a new car. If you're looking at a car, maybe buy a second-hand car. Or whatever you do, make sure that you manage your exposure to credit because don't work on what you're paying today. Over the next year, you are going to uh, you're going to pay more. Yeah, and also, Brian. one of the advantages is to use loyalty cards. I don't know people you you know. I'm very bad at that, but I shopped a lot in December uh, at Pick and Pay and uh, and Woolworths, and I kept getting asked, "Do you have a shopper's card?" And I don't have a shopper's card because mm-hmm. I never shop. But using those cards obviously means something. So plan for upcoming expenses. Know where you're standing. Do your budgets. I can't emphasize enough about how important it is to have a look at how much money you earn a month net after the pension fund tax medical aid, because medical aids are also going up again, and how much does it cost cost you to live. Um, Then you've got a budget for additional expenses that always come up during the year, some that are unfortunate, you know, and some that you can expect, and particularly, you know, birthdays and holidays and things like that. And then finally, just make sure that you, your budget is positive. In other words, income coming in exceeds income expenses. Mm. So I just wanted to uh, clarify something there with you, Brian, before you, you go on. When it comes to being able to look at how much one has in the bank, oftentimes, you know, people will look at and include money as part of their monthly budget that's their credit card, it might be an overdraft, it might be a revolving loan. Can we take those, can we take that kind of credit and include it as part of our monthly budget? Well, you have to take, you have to take the, the, the cost of that. You have to, you know, you're going to pay interest. I mean, the most expensive all is revolving credit. That's the most expensive. Then you've got credit card debt that if you don't pay in full, you're paying some, anything, anything at the moment between 12 to 14%. That's going up. That's been as high as 22% and 24% in previous years. So you can t- you you need to what is it going to the fact that you may have a hundred thousand rand of this additional debt, you've got to take into your budget how much is that costing you. Don't just let it accumulate and just carry on, and because then you're not actually taking it into your budget. You need to take into the budget, and then if you've got money in the bank and you've got debt, rather pay off the debt because you're earning the money. The amount of money you earn in a money market account today is less than four uh, percent. Maybe uh, I don't want anyone to call me. Maybe five percent, but the debt you pay is anything between 9 to 14%. So why would I be putting money in a bank and paying, earning 5% and paying debt at 14%? So you need to sit down and become financially organized. And that's one of the techniques of being financially organized is understanding. People don't realize that if you don't pay your credit card in full, the interest is to keep the interest on, the, on all the expenditure that you put in your credit card, you, you pay interest on. And they don't even see it in their credit card because it just accumulates to another 500 rand or a thousand rand that you don't actually see consciously that doesn't consciously it just comes it just increases the balance on your credit card so in being financially organized you need to know all these things you need to know all these tricks because when you you know our program really is about investing and how do you invest your money but if you if you're not if you're not making ends meet and you're not 
been working out exactly that I've got a surplus. How are you going to invest and what are you going to be doing for the next five or ten years when you're going to maybe need more money for certain events that you're planning and then ultimately into retirement? I mean, to, you know, to rely on the state pension of something like 1,850 or 1,900 rand, you know, not many people can live in, whereas previously uh, children were able to support parents. Children are now battling to support themselves because of our educational costs and all the needs of their children and the way we live. We're now much more, you know, we're now, now much more urbanized. So we're living in the, in the center where the, the costs are much higher. Very difficult to support parents. So you don't want your children to be supporting you. So you need to make plans. And when you reach retirement, you've got sufficient. So just, just so that we're also clear on this issue, Brian, if one has this kind of credit that we have been talking about, should they rather be working towards paying off that credit than putting money, let's say, in a long-term savings account? Yeah, yeah. Kathy, let's give you an example. Let's say someone's got is paying five, is paying debt of five. Forget your bond now. You've got your bonds, but you've got other debts, and you're paying five or six thousand rand. That five or six thousand, you're paying to credit card debt and revolving credit and unsecured unsecured loans. That is much higher. So what you should be doing is, if you can. Try and access money out of your bond account, but please listen, please listen carefully to the points I'm making. You don't want to increase your bond payments that you should now increase your life, your, your debt from 5 to 20 years or 15 years, however long you've got left in your bond. What you need to do is get money on your bond, but then pay off what you were paying on your other debt into your bond. Talk to your bondholder that that's what you're going to do so that they don't increase the length of time so that if I'm paying off, going to pay 5,000 rand a month to, my, to pay off my debt, say, for the next five years, if I consolidate my money under my bond and I take that same 5,000 rand and pay it into my bond, the bond rate is a lot lower from an interest point of view, but I must repay it also within that same time period. So if I was going to pay a motor car for over three years and I take the money out of my bond, I must make sure what extra I've taken I will pay off over three years, but you'll pay less interest. And it's that interest where you don't where you don't always pay it off that compounds interest compounds interest on interest on interest. So when you're paying off debt and you're not paying it off fully, it's compounding. So you don't always see it. Become understand what you're paying, what your debt is costing, how you can have you can pay less on your debt by some consolidation. But don't think that that the most important thing is. If you take money out of your bond and your bank allows you to because you've got revolving, you have an excess bond, make sure you pay off the debt in the same period that you would have paid your other debt of three or five years. And of course, the best way then to make these kind of arrangements is with your bank. You have to talk to your bank. And even, let me, let's think about another thing. You've got a savings account, you've got 100,000 in your savings account. Again, if you've got an excess bond, put it into your bond account. An understanding that when you need that 100000 you can take it out because the interest you're paying on your bond that you'll get from your bondholder is a lot more than what you'll get by putting into a savings account. But just make sure that if you need access to it, you can. You need to again talk to your bank. 
So if I've got a hundred thousand in my bank account and I take fifty thousand and I'm paying at the, and I'm earning four percent and I put it into my bond, my bond is somewhere between seven and nine percent depending on my status with that bank. So you're getting the advantage of saving money on your bond and earning more interest than you would by and you're taking no risk whatsoever. Mm. We're talking finance with Brian Hirsch and as always you're more than welcome uh, to dial into the program. Brian will answer any of your finance related questions. The number to dial this morning zero double one seven one four two double zero six. On the WhatsApp line it's zero six one four one zero four one zero seven and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is SAFM Talking Point. We're speaking about how to get financially organized um, for the year 2022. Brian, you spoke about the increasing interest rates, the high inflation. Do we have any indication yet whether salaries this year would at least meet um, inflation? Because over the last couple of years, I think there have been a lot of people across the board who have simply not had any kind of salary increases. The COVID-19 pandemic has largely been used as the reason by companies of why this is the case. Well, one of the benchmarks that's used to determine if you should get a salary increase and how much is the, is the inflation rate. And the current inflation rate is around, it's purported to be around about 5, 5.5%. So if anyone gets a, a salary increase of between 5 and 5, if they get that sort of salary increase, you need to understand that when you get a salary increase, the first thing that comes off your salary is, the, is tax. So there's a little bit of tax that will be paid that comes out of that extra 5%. The second thing is some of that money is going to go to a, your pension fund. So you've got to realize that even a salary increase of 5% won't give you 5%. It'll probably give you 35 to 3.25%, which is a lot lower, which I think is real inflation. And if interest rates go up on debt, if interest rates have to go up, your debt costs are going to go up, which many people haven't taken into account. So I, with the possibility, and if interest rates go up in America, it will set the standard for the rest of the world. And there is high inflation in Europe, high inflation in the USA. Maybe our inflation rate at the moment is a little bit lower, but that's because our interest rates have been so stable. But working South Africans have debt, and so they're going to pay that extra amount. So even if you got an increase of 5% after tax and after inflation and after an increased cost on debt, you're actually going to come out on the minus side, not the positive side. Mm, yeah, really, but really important. Who have, had been, who have struggled now for the last three years, that if interest rates go up, at least they can earn a little bit more on their capital because they've been starved. I mean, if you think about it, they were earning four years ago seven, eight, eight, eight and a half percent. They now backing to get five percent, maybe six percent. Mm. And with inflation, their inflation, pension inflation, remember, pensioners don't have debt. They should have a home paid for. They should have a good health care program. But their cost of inflation is probably closer to seven percent. So any increase in interest rates will be welcomed by pensioners, but it's certainly not a benefit to working South Africans. Let's take some calls, Brian. I see we've got uh, in bloom Dan, uh, who's calling us from there. Dan, good morning. Good morning, Cathy. Uh, good morning, Brian. How are you? Yes, fine. Thanks, Dan. All the best for the coming year. No, thank you very much. <clears throat> Dan, I've got this question here. Ne? Uh, well, sorry, Brian. I've got this question here. 
Yeah. I've got uh, the money that I'm going to invest on in one of the banking institutions. Yeah? They promised me uh, like 8% on monthly basis that they're going to give me. Yeah? Uh, it's uh, actually African bank. Now, my question is, the money that, the interest that I'm going to get as an income, is it taxable? That is the first question. Okay, just a question for you. When you say, you said use the rate of 8%, you talk about a five-year investment. Five-year investment, yes. Okay, yeah, just to, just to recap for our listeners, when I was talking about interest rates and money market, that's where I'm talking 4 to 5%. But there are institutions offering seven, I mean, government retail bonds for a five-year uh, five investment is 9.25%. For a three-year, it's 7.25%, and for two years, it's two, uh, it's um, um uh, sorry, sorry, 6.25. So on five years, government retail bonds are offering 9.25 percent, and they and you can get it. But coming back to your question, Dan, it is taxable, but remember that everyone is entitled to a rebate. Uh, on if, if you're under 65, the first 22,800 thereabouts of uh, of interest is not taxable. You get that first 22,800, and if you're over uh, 65, I think it's about 34. And a half thousand. So you, that, that amount is not taxable. Anything above that gets added to your taxable income and you're taxed accordingly. All right, thank you very much. That, okay. that was the first part. Me, second part, Dan? Yeah, second part. How do I reduce tax? Because I, I can see I'm going to pay tax. Um, let me just say I'm, uh, I'm going to get like uh, plus minus 20,000, right? On, 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 on monthly on monthly basis, how can I reduce that so that I don't pay uh, t uh, too much tax on it? Dan, uh, how old are you? I'm 45. Okay, so a young man. So one of the ways of you of reducing taxes to buy a retirement annuity. Uh, you can buy a retirement annuity, which is a pension plan, and being 45, certainly that helps you because anything you contribute to a retirement annuity within, I think it's 350,000 rand a year, which is nearly 29,000 rand a month, is tax deductible from any taxable income you earn. And interest is taxable. Rental, rental you receive is taxable. So anything you get... Uh, that's taxable, you can deduct a the cost of a retirement annuity. You can also, uh, you, you know, when I talked about interest, there are uh, uh, tax-free savings accounts, but that is limited at, um, uh, I think, 36,000 rand a year. That's not going to help you. So I think the best way of reducing your tax would be making a contribution to retirement annuity, um, and you, you can make a contribution once a year. Uh, you can pay monthly. You can make a, a, a contribution just before the 28th of February, and that'll be tax deductible. That will help reduce your tax. And at the same time, if you don't need all that 20,000 rand, the month, then at least you're saving money for the future. All right, Brian. Thank you very much. My last question, just just my last question on that one. Is it possible for me to split uh, the amount to my spouse so that uh, maybe tax can be somehow... Okay, okay. look, look, 
very simply, you, many people do that. Revenue, re, you know, any donation you provide your wife is obviously free of donations tax, uh, as, as is 100,000 rand a year in total per person to your children. It doesn't attract a nation tax to 20%. But if revenue picks up that you are, are, have split your income to, to avoid paying taxes, uh, they could then levy the tax on you. They don't, uh, they don't often, I don't mean they pick it up easy, but if you split your, if, in other words, if you and your wife invest uh, in your own names, each of you will get the 22,800 uh, t- uh, amount tax free. And, and uh, sorry. <coughs> All right. No, pri- no problem, Brian. Let's do this. Uh, we'll continue getting the response from Brian. Dan, thanks for the call. We'll continue taking more of your calls for now. Let's take Luanda Maume with the latest headlines. On SAFM. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Brian, I want to give you a chance to finish responding uh, to Dan's question before I move on to some of our other callers. Dan, very simply, if your wife makes an investment, you make an investment, your tax rates will be lower. But revenue do have the right to pick up that uh, you split income to, to avoid paying tax. And they could, you can't be in a worse situation than if you invested yourself. So you, you can go ahead with that. By the way, Kathy, just something that you raised on the, the market report this, this morning. You know, people always wonder, you know, a lot of people don't follow the market report. I do. You spoke about two things. You spoke about the RAND weakening. 1544, and you spoke about the oil price moving up to 87. That is the impact on our oil price and our petrol price. It's those two factors. The international price of oil converted to rands, and if the rand weakens and the oil price goes up, petrol price will go up. And we've had a, we had a reduction uh, in the last month because we had oil price coming down. Oil price was below $80, and the rand had recovered. The rand was trading a bit lower. So those were the advantages. So those are, the, those are factors that affect inflation. Thanks for that, Brian. Let's take you now to Mukopane Soli. Good morning. Morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I have, uh, I think, three questions uh, for Brian, and I think I'll be quick. Um, Brian, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, and all the best to you. I'm okay. Um, last year, I took out a credit card because I wanted to pay in dollars. So I put money inside that credit card, um, and after using it, after using my money in that credit card, I closed it off and I took it back to the bank, and then they they destroyed the credit card. But this time around, I took that credit card with uh, ten thousand on it, and then they told me that that the, the, the amount of money that I have to pay back will be twelve thousand something, and they will be um, deducting one point five every month. I just I somehow didn't understand the repayment, so I was thinking of going back there, but I don't know how how. How will the, the repayment of the credit card, how does it work actually? Because at first I put my own money inside that credit card, but right now I'm using the money that came with the credit card. I'm a little bit puzzled. You mentioned the word do- dollars. What's dollars got to do with the Yorkshire oh, that's incredible? I was paying um, um, international exam uh, prices, so they had, they had the money. But no one gives you money. In other words, they gave you a facility of ten thousand rand, and yes. you and you were using that facility to pay off debt in dollars. Yes, 
So in other words, the dollar rate ran rate firstly it was always when you use a credit card is always a lot higher than the spot rate at the moment. As we said, the rand trading at 15.44 to the dollar. If you use a credit card, you're probably going to be charged somewhere in the order of um, 16 rand. So that's the first cost. And the fact that you're paying off 1,500 rand a month. That means that the, the full amount of what you owe on the credit card is attracting interest, and that interest rate, as I said, depending on which bank you're with, could be anything between 14 to 17%. So those are the costs that are being added to your credit card. So the fact that you're paying off 1,500 rand a month is coming off the capital, but the capital is incurring all those other costs. And the dollar, the, the worst thing you can do is use a credit card uh, to pay dollar bills because you're going you're gonna to buy rands at a much more expensive rate. As I said, even, even we're talking about 1544, even maybe 1625. So that's what you're actually purchasing uh, dollars for, which is a lot more uh, than, so that, that, that is costing you a lot. Get rid of that debt as quickly as you can. Okay, um, the, the second question was, um, I, I also went to the bank to say, can I save at least, um, um, a two thousand a month. Put it inside that bank account. They told, they told me, but no, we don't have that. Uh, we don't have um, such an account that allows you to put two thousand every month, every month, because we need to. Sit. So I just want to know where can I put the money that will be that that will uh, that I can be able to put two thousand every month until December. In which account can I use? Okay, so the, and, and and when will you need when will you need that two thousand rand? When will you need all that money that you've invested again? When, in how many years? Uh, I think uh, I think in a year or two. Okay, so it's only a short term. Well, the first thing you must do is you must put it into a credit card. That's the first thing you must do. Get get rid of that balance. Because what's the point of investing two thousand rand and getting a few percent when you're paying so much more on the credit card? So put that two thousand and get rid of your debt on under the credit card. But when you talk about investing two thousand, when you talk about a year. 15 months. You can't take on any risk. So you can't go and buy a tax-free savings account and then invest into something that's got growth because you're taking risk. And 12 to 15 months is not long enough when you take, you know, to take on. Risk is something that you, when you're investing for anything longer than five years, you can afford to be invested in the market and take the risks. But certainly, well, you know, I, I, I don't know if a bank will pay much interest on, a, on an investment of 2,000 rand a month for 12 to 15 months money. Uh, you'd have to shop around to the different bank. Talk to talk to someone like Investec or talk to a bank. Uh, are you with Capitec? Yes. And Capitec won't pay any interest on a savings account for two, if you put 2,000 rand a month away. Sorry? Have you spoken to Capitec by opening up a savings account? Yeah, but they need to fix it. They say that um, um, it, it has to be fixed. Uh, you must shop around. You must talk to the other banks. You must talk to you talk to African Bank and talk to Investec. See whether they've got a plan for you. Because you can go and buy Unitrust. You can go and buy Unitrust and put two thousand rand a month away. 
um, which means you can take the money out and you can buy a money market fund, which will probably give you five or six percent. So talk to talk to uh, look at the uh, go online, have a look at the unit trust, have a look at in what investing and coronation and Alan Gray have to offer, and you can you don't have to tell them you can you can you, you're not committed when you buy a life policy or an endowment policy, you're committed to a minimum of five years. But if you're just investing, open up a unit trust account. Mm-hmm. In other words. The, the, the room is, would either be Investec or Coronation or Alan Gray, uh, and the underlying investment will be money market, so you're not taking any risk, and you'll get four or five, maybe six percent. That's what you should do. But the starting point is get rid of your credit card debt. All right. All right. Sorry, we're going to have to leave it there with you for today. Uh, Brian, we'll wrap it up with Anonymous in East London. Anonymous, good morning. Morning, Kate. How are you? All right. Thank you. Uh, morning, Brian. Good morning to you, Anonymous. On my side now, I need advice now. My situation is like this. I'm a 36-year-old, which I will assume I'm earning a decent salary, but I'm struggling to secure a home loan. reason being, I've got two credit cards with two different institutions that they amount to roughly 100K. I'm battling to finish them off I'm thinking of getting a consolidation loan to sort them out, but I've been in that situation before of getting a consolidation loan and sort out my debts, but still fall under the same trap again. What's the way forward for me? Any advice? Well, Anonymous, the first question is, are you earning more than you're spending on a monthly basis? I'm getting paid monthly basis. And are you earning more than you spend? Can you satisfy, can you satisfy an institution that you have enough money under the National Credit Act to repay and take on a bond? Why okay, are they refusing that? to give you a bond if you have if you earn more? Let me ask this question, anonymous. And as you're anonymous, no one will know. What do you earn? Okay, basically, it's a range of thirty-six to forty k per month. Okay, and, and 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 what do you and what is your budget? What do you spend? Okay, normally I will spend probably twenty-five grand to twenty-eight out of that money. And does that include rental? Come again? Does that include rent? Yes, that includes rental. So they, I can't understand why there's a problem. The fact that you've got the hundred thousand rand debt, why won't a bondholder? If you want to bond the four hundred thousand, why can't you get a bond of five hundred thousand? Because your salary certainly sat, sounds as if you'll satisfy any institution under the National Credit Act. But the trouble is, you haven't got you haven't got a deposit. You haven't got enough for a deposit. And I don't know if I'll give you a hundred percent bond. That's the first problem. But the second problem is, get, get if you if, if if I was now. If I had enough, let's say I had enough to get, uh, put a deposit down, and then I could get borrow an extra hundred thousand rand uh, from the bondholder to pay off my credit card. The only debtor I would have, the creditor I would have, would be my bank uh, and my bond. So I don't know who you've spoken to and who you've shopped around, but your problem is your deposit, and you obviously sounds if you don't have enough money for a deposit. 
That's correct. I've approached almost three institutions. Yeah. Normally, it's this chicken and the egg. Yeah, that enough money for a deposit, and I've got debt of a hundred thousand rand. That's weighing very heavily on a negative uh, credit risk. Uh, and under the National Credit Act, institutions have to be very careful if they lend you money without having done a full evaluation on your needs. And for anyone borrowing money, if they don't do a full evaluation, then very simply, if you default and and they haven't done it, then there's nothing they can do. But if you misrepresent it, then you will be liable. So your, your problem is um, you've got to – have you not got a fa family member who can lend you money, pay off the credit card debt, let you put a deposit down? Um, uh, look, you've got to disclose all this. Uh, um, look, I'll I tell you what you should do. I'm going to give my number out now. My radio line's back open. Find me off air, and I will I will I will chat you and see where I can where I can direct you. My, my radio number is zero zero one one You know something? You're not going to believe it. I've been away for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you got Have you forgotten the number, Brian? My number. Clean forgot my number. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I want something to write on my side as well. Can you share no, the number? Don't worry. I'm going to share the number with you. The one I have on <laughs> on me is not the one that he uses for the voice voicemail number. So I will give out Brian's number shortly uh, so that you can be able to get in touch with him. But, of course, Anonymous will also share your number with Brian, okay? Okay. Yeah, I'd rather do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and I just can't believe I've got, uh, I've got what's called Otaniqua Rust. <laughs> You're forgiven, Brian. Yeah. Um, I think we'll leave it on that note then for this week, and uh, we'll pick up the conversation again next week. Yeah, I'll say, uh, but you guys, haven't you guys got my number in the studio? I mean, this is my 29th year. So, Brian, I do have a number for you, but the one that I have is not the one for the voice notes. No, uh, no or, you must please. Or, the, yes. Please so, so, exactly. I'm yeah. calls privately. Exactly, uh, I, exactly. When I, my, when I run all my messages, then at least I can call it. Uh, I just can't, can't exactly. So, so that's the number that uh, I'll be sharing with our listeners in a bit. Um, for now, Brian, don't stress too much about it. I will give them the number, and they'll be able to get in touch with you during the course of this week. So, we'll chat again next week, Tuesday. All right, Brian is already gone there. Um, okay, so that's where we leave it for Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch. Thank you all for uh, the calls and the messages. It's always good to hear from you, especially in that session. It helps us really make it practical and responsive uh, to what your needs as the listener are in, in, in as far as your finances are concerned. So we'll take, uh, are we going to take a quick break? No quick break. We'll go straight then into our session today, our personal development session. And today we're talking about embracing conflict and also resolving conflict.